Yes, hello folks, welcome to BTP Code Football CFB Production. I'm your host always, Phil Brown, joined of course with another regular co-host, Callum McFadden. And I must say, delighted to be joined here with the legendary Graham Sharp from Everton. Of course, needs no introduction. This man, of course, he's a legend amongst Everton fans. And he's always done the show for me over the years. It's always been a pleasure to have him on with the Merseyside Derby, not far uh, ahead of us in a couple of days. Delighted to have him on the show to talk to him. First of all, Graham, how are you doing, mate? Hi guys, how are you doing? Okay. Yes, mate, all good, all good. We've got this Merseyside Derby coming up in a couple of days, of course. We, we had Stevie Nickel on the show the other day. We were asking him about it. So uh, tell me what your thoughts are on it. Well, listen, it's, you know, football's back, and I think everybody's delighted to see football back. Uh, but it won't be the same. Everybody knows, you know, what football matches are like, and especially derby games with the atmosphere, the crowd is vital in these games. So it's going to be a real, real strange occasion at Goodison Park uh, on Sunday. So... It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, I've watched a lot of the games uh, on the television so far from Germany. Uh, I haven't really been a fan. I think it's uh, with a lack of atmosphere. Uh, but listen, this is a massive game. We've got one, uh, Tottenham Manchester United as well, uh, is a big game. This is probably the biggest game so far, you know, since it's start up again. Uh, looking forward to it, but I'm not sure it'll be the same as what we're used to. I've got to ask you, Graham, a striker that you are, about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's having his mm-hmm. best season in terms of goals in the Premier League, 13 in total. Do you mm-hmm. think he's key to Everton against Liverpool this weekend? Well, I think it's important. Listen, he's up against probably the, the, the best defender in, in Europe at this moment in time, in Van Dijk. Uh, I think in the games that we've had uh, prior to this in terms of derby games, you know, I don't think Van Dijk has is, is, is been uncomfortable. You know, I think he's always come out and talked. But Dominic Calvert-Lewin, for me, has improved massively over this season. I think when you look at the lad's attributes, he's he's quick, he's good in the air, his touch is good, he can hold the ball up. You know, I just thought earlier on in the season, I think Everton as a team were guilty of not giving them enough opportunities. You know, he had a hard job up there on his own. They had to run the channels. You know, he wasn't getting in the goal-scoring position. But just before the break... He was taking up better goal-scoring position. He was getting on the uh, on the sheet, you know, on the goal sheet, was scoring goals. So I think this boy's got a, a massive future. Obviously, uh, a lot determines luck and everything else and injuries. But I think that he's going along very, very well. Uh, he's a confident boy now. Obviously, with scoring goals. So I think it'll be a good tussle with Van Dyke. You know, I just want, I just think at times, you know, and I know the game has changed massively, but you want your centre forward to, to or your striker to give the centre backs a hard time, so the centre-backs are thinking, oh, I don't want to play against him, you know, every week he gives me a hard time, and I think Dominic has to get that in his game, if he gets that in his game, I think, you know, he, he's, the, the sky's the limit for him, you know, we're talking about England call-up and everything else, still got a bit to go for me, but he's pro- uh, progressing nicely. Uh, Shabby, one of the things that uh, Stevie Nicholas was saying, he goes, when we used to play Everton, one of the things we knew we were going to get was we were going to get a very difficult physical game. But that's almost impossible to do today because of the VAR, because of the nature of football. So that element's almost gone out of the Derby night. Uh, so are Everton players going to have to be a bit shrewder in how they go about winning this game? Because that physical element is, is very difficult today. Yeah, I think so. I think you you look at it, it'll be interesting to see how the manager sets up. You know, I, I think you look at, at Liverpool and, you know, they're going to win the league title because they've been the best team, you know, and team's a massive word in that because I think, you know, you look at them and, and they all play for each other and they all know their jobs. Uh, Everton are a little bit, 
you know, ragged at the moment in terms of, you know, injuries and, and, and people not being available. Uh, so Liverpool are more settled and they've shown that, you know, over this season. They've been excellent. You know, it hurts me to say it, you know, but as a football fan, I think you've got to take your hat off to them. Yeah. And they're, they're a great team. Uh, so we've got to match them for that. You know, what rate is the most important thing? Derby games, people always tell you you're up for it. It'll be interesting to see what the players are like, you know, playing in front of, you know, an empty stadium. Uh, they will have to make their own atmosphere. They'll have to generate, you know, from within them, within themselves. But uh, certainly Liverpool will, will, will certainly still go into its favourites. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they're looking to wrap up the titles as soon as they possibly can. Uh, I'm just glad as an Evertonian that uh, Manchester City won the other night. <laughs> uh, so Liverpool can't win it at Goodison Park, but listen, they, they, they deserve to win it. They deserve to win it. They've been the best team, but I just think that Everton. This might just be the time where, listen, a lot of players, you know, at Goodison Park, and you know, I've told you in the past, it's a great place to play at. But when when it's uh, it's a bit ropey, it's a really difficult place to play for. So some of these players who who may be getting stick from the fans. We'll be delighted to see no fans in the stadium, so their performances might improve. So it'll be an interesting one, but I still think there's a lot of players at Everton who need to show the manager that they've got a future there. So that that hopefully uh, stands us in good stead, uh, good stead. Sorry, going into the weekend, and you know they're fighting for the futures a lot of them. One of the things that I have to be honest with you, Graham, concerns me a wee bit about Everton is they've got so many creative players, but I feel that they don't have the defensive base to allow those players to f- fully flourish. You look at Andre Gomez, you look at Sigurdsson, you look at Bernard, three mm. really top technical creative players. But for me, you've got Delph who's been in and out of the team with injuries. You've got Schneiderlin who for me is hit and miss as well. Do you yeah. think that defensive holding midfield role is something Ancelotti needs to look for in the summer? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the previous manager had uh, brought in the boy Gabamin who, had a horrific injury, and then he's had another one in his first day back in training. Uh, so I think he was going to be the holding midfield player, but unfortunately that's not the case now. So the, the players you mentioned, Schneiderlin's been linked with the move to France. Uh, you know, Andre Gomez has come back after an injury. I think he's a positive sign. But I just think, if I'm being totally honest, boys, I just think over the last few years with the, 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 the managers we've had, we've, we've changed managers too quickly, uh, we've amassed players, which, you know, you look at, you, I go back to the boy David Klassen, who we signed from Dutch football. Yep. He was supposed to be the next world beater. It didn't happen for him. I think we've had too much of a turnover of players. You know, that's due to the, to the amount of managers we've had. I just hope that, you know, under Ancelotti, he's came in now and in, in, in for the long term. Uh, obviously, results will, will, will need to improve. But I, I think he will have an idea of what players he wants. And I think that's it. The big job over the summer, guys, is we've got a lot of players. You know, Balassi uh, is coming back. You know, we've got the boy Besic coming back. Uh, we've got the boy Ramirez coming back. You know, we've got a lot of players still in the books on on big wages, and it's really important yeah. that you know, we try and get some of these players out to bring other people in. But at the moment, the manager's hands are tied a little bit. But certainly, looking at the midfield holding uh, role, I think you're right. I think that's an area that we need to strengthen, especially with the injury to to the boy Gabamin. Yeah, and look, a lot of clubs are going to find it difficult this summer. Money's not exactly uh, prevalent throughout the game. I've talked to a number of people that are quite concerned mm-hmm. about the future, Graham. And it's not easy getting these players off the books. Uh, we, nope. was talking to, we had Harry Redknapp on the show yesterday, and he was talking about how difficult it was for him to get players 
on big wages off the books that don't want to leave. Yeah. Is the is the club going to have to sell before they buy this summer? Do you think? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think money will be made available to the to the manager, but I think it's it's imperative that we try and get some of these guys and you know they're big wage earners. You look at you know the boy Balassi with a lot of money spent. We're going to have to take a hit in him. You know, Schneidlin's yeah. another one where the club are going to have to take a hit in him and lose a lot of money. But these are big, you know, six-figure you know wage earners. Mm. You know, and that's what you've got to look at. You know, you've got to get rid of, of those off the book. We've got the boy in the ass as well. You know, and there's a lot of players here that. Basically, they're not going to feature, you know. So, in our day, if you didn't feature, you'd want away. You'd just say to the manager, you're not playing me, I want to move. But now, because their contracts are so big and nobody else can afford them, they're quite happy to just sit and pick up their money and not necessarily Mm -hmm. play. You know, so that's the situation in football in general nowadays, which is, you know, for the older players of, of my generation... You think it's crazy. You know, the, the one thing you want to do and always want to do is play football. If you didn't play football, you go and knock on the manager's door and, and try and get to the bottom of it. But you wanted to play. But nowadays, it seems that the players are on big contracts, you know, and are quite happy to sit and, and, and not bother whether they play or not. But we've got a few of them that we, we need to ship out and, and no disrespect them. I think Carlo knows that. I think he knows the ones that he needs to ship out. So I still think we will be busy in in the summer. But again... It's whether we can get rid of them, you know, and that's a, that's a, the million dollar question. You know, can can we get rid of these players, and, and does anybody anybody want them? So, but I still think there'll be money made available. We've been linked to players, right, left, and centre. Obviously, a lot of ties through Ancelotti's time yep. in Italy. Uh, but it's an interesting one. It's just a case of wait and see. Staying on the theme of Italy, how would you handle the Moise Keane situation? Um, 22 Premier League appearances, one goal. The boy has mm. clearly got immense potential, as many of his former coaches have said, but there has been questions about his attitude. Do you think he's one Ancelotti should persevere with, or do you think a loan spell might be more beneficial for him? Well, I look at it now, and I, I look at it, guys, and I'm, I'm looking at what we've got up front, you know, and we're not blessed with with, with actually forward players. We get Calvert-Lewin. Uh, and you think, oh, if he gets injured, what have we got? Kind of thing. You're looking at Nias, who I talked about before, and you're looking at, at Moise Keane. I think Moise Keane's come in with a with a big reputation. It hasn't happened for him. The games I've seen, he he is what he is. He's a young kid coming into a total different type of football. He has struggled. He's shown in glimpses that, yeah, he's got ability, but I think it will take time for him. I don't think he could... You could at this moment in time hang your hat. God forbid if anything happened to Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, to play him up front in his own, I think that'd be a massive ask for a 19-year-old boy. Uh, so I think a centre-forward would be one of the priorities for the manager to bring in and maybe have uh, three strikers going for the, for the one spot, if you like. Uh, but I think Moise Keane is... You know, people talk about his attitude and he's been caught doing this and caught, do, caught doing that. He's a young lad. And these things happen for young players, you know. But uh, I think he's found it difficult, you know, to settle in England. Uh, he hasn't had the opportunities. Uh, but again, that's down to him. He needs to show more and, and, and show more in training. But I think Ancelotti likes him. Uh, but ruling out, I wouldn't rule out a lone move back to Italy. Uh, but I think it, it's determining whether we can bring somebody else in. On top of what uh, you could bring in, Graham, Everton's always a football club, of course, that looks towards its academy. Is there any young players we should be looking at that could potentially be making an impact in the first team? 
Well, they've got a few. It's, the biggest thing as well is, you know, I think sometimes we get carried away and people say, oh, give the kids a chance and, you know, the kids are good enough. But the man, you've got to remember as well, uh, the manager sees these players every day in training. If he sees uh, players in the academy performing well, he'll bring them into the first, the first team force and say, right, OK, fair enough, well, let's, let's train with the, the first team for, you know, five, six weeks. And then he'll, he'll have a better picture of who they're going to bring. There's a few... Uh, bright uh, prospects that I'm hearing they're coming through but listen the manager knows he trains with them day in day out uh, I think the, the the one that we'll probably see is Anthony Gordon I think he's a young winger uh, who's come in who's who's decent who'll probably uh, feature in, in, in the game on at the weekend possibly not starting but I'm sure he'll be on the bench he's the one that people are talking about at the moment very quick and direct uh, winger can play right or left so he's probably one at the moment who's probably closest but we've got another few 18 levels as well that you know people speak highly of, but I think we just got to be careful. I think everybody wants to see young players, you know, getting involved in the first team, but they need to be ready. You know, it's not as easy just stepping up, you know, from the, the under 23 football, which I find is is a difficult level in terms. I don't think they get tested that much uh, to go right into the first team at Everton. So certainly, I wouldn't say there's a, a, a Wayne Rooney. Uh, on the books, or a, <laughs> or even a Ross Bartley, you know somebody who's at that level. A Graham Sharp, no, they're not, <laughs> don't really remember him. Yeah, we I remember think, him. Think, yeah, but I think it's it's a case of we're not a bad position at this moment in time. But I think there will be a turn over of players, uh, and I think young players, if they do show the manager, they will get the opportunity to play in the first team. Obviously, the appointment of Ancelotti was very exciting. Um, not just for Everton fans, but I think fans of, of English football in general. We know what he's achieved in the game, but how important was it for you, Graham, that he kept big Duncan Ferguson in and his staff? Because you could see in those games where Duncan was in caretaker charge that the players have clearly got massive respect for him. Yeah, I, sort of spoke to Duncan in his time in charge, and it was funny because, you know, after I think the first game, he didn't want to do it again. <laughs> He said too much for him, kind of thing, the pressure and everything else. But listen, he done a great job and, you know, he enjoyed it. But listen, for him as well, he's learning off one of the best. OK, Ancelotti's got his son, uh, who's probably uh, the assistant coach alongside Duncan. But I think it was imperative that you had somebody who knew the Premier League and knew the football club and what was expected of the players. I think, you know, obviously Carlo Ancelotti would have been aware of Everton Football Club. But I think to have somebody as close as what Duncan was, was a, was a massive bonus for him. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But certainly, the, you don't, Duncan played a big, big part. But I'm sure he'll be a manager in the future. But at this moment in time, I think he's more than happy to learn off, off Ancelotti and, and, and hopefully take things forward. But certainly since uh, Carlos came in, uh, he's just got an aura about him. You know, the, the players instantly, there's an instant respect from the players. Not saying that they didn't have that respect for previous managers, but this guy, as you quite rightly said, has been there, done it. And with that comes an aura, and I think the players are, are delighted to be working with him. What would be success for Angelotti, Graham, uh, between now and the end of the season? Well, well, I think that I've always said, and you know, I think for Everton Football Club, as I've told you guys before, I think it's imperative for Everton Football Club to qualify for European competition. You know, if Champions League would be fantastic. If it's not that, you go for the Europa League. And I think it's really, really important that, you know, that's what we, we try and achieve every single season. Whether we can do it this season, 
uh, it's a, an outside possibility, but you just never know. You know, the situation now with the games that are going on and you don't know how teams are going to react to the situation. If we could go on a good run between now and the end of the season and get uh, a European place, that would be a, an incredible start to Ancelotti. But I think the, the pressure will come in the uh, probably next year, you know, de- determining what he can bring in in terms of players, that what, what the club is aiming for. And I think the club... I've said it time and time again, has got to aim for European football every single year. Yes, it's getting more difficult. You know, I think the likes of Wolves have done a fantastic job to, to get where they are. Uh, but we need to be, no disrespect to Wolves, we need to be in that situation where we're challenging for top six. And I think that's what the manager is, is aware of and, and, and be told that's what our aim is. But again, it's an exciting time. I've, I spoke to somebody the other day, we've got a new, new shirt sponsor now as well, and I was speaking to them and just saying that you know now is an exciting time you know to be involved with Everton Football Club not only you know with the manager and the new sponsor deals but the new stadium as well so hopefully hopefully by the time we move to the new stadium we'll be regulars in European football. I'm I'm, I'm desperate to ask you, Graham. Clinical finisher during your career. Just how much would you love to play in this era where defenders don't really get the chance to rough you up as much? Oh. <laughs> It would be interesting. It might be the other way around as well. You would be able to tell you a glove on them. But listen, I, I look at it and we always laugh about it. And, you know, there was the, the film was made the other the, 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 the few months ago about Howard's Way and it showed you a lot of footage of our, our games and, you know, especially our game against Bayern Munich in the semi-final, the, the Cup Winners' Cup at Goodison. And people talk about the game being so fast nowadays. Wow. I'd tell them to watch that game. That was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's, Listen, it's got better in terms of, you know, setting the halves can't get away with kicking through the back of you and all that kind of thing. But I don't mind that at times. I don't mind a little fair fight, if you like. And sure. And you used to, you used to take, give and take, you know, and it was a case of you had to look after yourself. Yeah, listen, I think it's technically in the way that the fitness and everything else is, is so superior. But I would always say to, to everybody, and the younger generation as well, uh, or oh, you couldn't play in today's game. Of course we could. You know, of we'd, be, we'd be we'd be fitter, yeah. but we would still be the same players. We'd be still have the same touch and still the same awareness and everything else. And I look through my team and I look at Kevin Sheedy and and, and Trevor Stephen and Peter Reid, and, and you're saying they couldn't play in, in today's game. Nonsense. These were fantastic players. Just unfortunately that. You know, we enjoyed ourselves too much, especially after the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's all about the, it's all about the era that you're in at the moment. You know, that was what was normal at that time. So, yeah. um, you know what I mean? If, if you if you would adjust to this era if you were playing today and uh, yeah. that normal. So, um, you know, Graham, always a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. I would love to have you on for a lot longer. I want to be uh, respectful of your time. Good luck on no the derby problem, this guys. weekend. Good luck on the derby this weekend. I sincerely no. hope you take three points. <laughs> so, uh, Cheers. All the best, Cheers, Cheers, guys.